This is Reverend Charles Fenson. I'm the interim pastor at Presbyterian Church of the Covenant in Costa Mesa, California. This is the morning worship service. Our address is 2850 Fairview Road, Costa Mesa, California, 92626. Our website is pccov.org, and our Facebook page is pccov. And our email is info at pccov.org. We welcome you to this service. Our vision statement is that the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant is a Christ-centered community set free by grace and placed in our neighborhoods to serve and to invite all people into a wondrous relationship with God. God bless you as you worship with us.
Good morning, people of God. Good morning, friends in Christ. Welcome to worship. Welcome to worship at the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. We are delighted that you are here and that you brave the weather to come out this morning. So blessings and honor to you all, to you all. Please take a moment to sign the friendship book so we might have record of your worship. We might greet you by name during the greeting time. Are there friends, guests that we may introduce this morning? People who are new to us. Elizabeth, who is your guest? Wonderful. Welcome. 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 Thank you. Other guests we may introduce this morning. People new to us, are you all familiar with everyone? There's Everly right over there. Wave, Everly. Are you waving? So all of our Bible studies, our meeting this week, our Tuesday Bible study, our men's group, the daytimers were studying a biography of Billy Graham, our Wednesday night women's group up here, upstairs, what are you studying? Luke, the book of Luke, and then the women's Bible study on Thursday morning, and what are you studying? Women of the New Testament. So all are welcome to those groups. Uh, Lunch Bunch meets this week at the Black Bear Restaurant at MacArthur and Bristol near the South Coast Plaza. Is that right? Noon on Wednesday, so all are welcome. Uh, Today is Super Bowl Sunday. We'll talk a little bit more about that later on the service. Last Friday's uh, Teacher Appreciation Day over at Costa Mesa Middle and High School. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Any other announcements today? Communion Sunday. We're glad you're here. Please stand up and greet your neighbor in Christ. Say hello. Oh, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Sorry. Sit down. Sit down. Brother Walden has a a word for us. Could you stand, Walden, and, and give us the word? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Walden. Thank you, Buzz. Thank you for worship committee, all the people that made things happening. Yes? 56 hits in two months. 56 hits in two months. I saw that. As far away as Alaska, people are listening in. All the people that are on Facebook, go to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant's Facebook page and share it. We have 70 people in our church that are on Facebook. Go to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, share our link for the podcast. It's phenomenal. It's so good. Thank you. Thank you, Corey. Anyone else want to make a speech this morning? (laughs) Stand up and greet your neighbor, please. Okay, can we return to our places and order?
So we can begin worship. Let's quiet our hearts and our minds and prepare ourselves for worship. Still got one little cluster over there that... (laughs) And now that you're all seated, would you please stand? as we do our call to worship. In you, O Lord, have I taken refuge. Let me never be ashamed. In your righteousness, deliver me and set me free. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be my strong rock, a castle to keep me safe. You are my crag and my stronghold. Deliver me, my God. For you are my hope, O Lord God, my confidence since I was young. I have been sustained by you ever since I was born. From my mother's womb, you have been my strength. My praise shall always be with you. God, our strong fortress, do not desert us in old age. Help us to follow your will through all our years and under all circumstances, that forever we may praise your faithfulness through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now let us lift our joyful voices and sing.
seated, and may we have all the boys and girls and youth and young at heart to please come forward for the children's story. Come on up. Have a seat on these steps, friends. Nice to see you. Today is Super Bowl Sunday. So who do you like in the game? Well, well we, have an, we have an opinion here. What? what? Watch out for Tom Brady. Okay, yes, yes. Who do you like? The Rams. Where's Betty? Where's Betty? Who do you like, Betty? Guess. The Patriots. Okay, how many Rams fans? How many Patriots fans? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, and the 49ers. Are you seeing this? Come on. Oh, God. Uh, the 49ers are not in it this year. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. So we are collecting what on Super Bowl Sunday? We're collecting soup. What kind of soup is this? What kind of soup is this? Split pea with bacon. Split pea with bacon. Anderson split pea with bacon. Huh. What kind of soup is this, Carrie? Good old tomato. Tomato. Campbell's. No, great value. <laughs> tomato soup. Okay. Now, on the third Wednesday of every month, you all give out food, bags of food, into our neighborhood. Right? Right? Do you do that? Third Wednesday. Third Wednesday of the month. Right. Did I say that? Third Wednesday of the month. And when you go out, you knock on people's door, is that right? In our neighborhood, and you say what? PCC food delivery. PCC food delivery. Do, do they know what that is? From Pasadena City College? They, <laughs> yeah. And, and what kind of response, hold that, what kind of response do they, do they give you when they receive this food? Um, they just look happy and grateful. Are really? Are there children in these houses? Yes. Okay. And how many different houses do you give food out to? Uh, about five, six. 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 Okay. All right. And you give like one bag and then maybe some information about our church? Uh, two bags. Two bags. Two bags. There's one in particular house that gets four bags. Four bags. And that's, it's three generations in one apartment. Wow. Uh, uh, every place we go, they have multiple children. Uh, they're usually one or two bedroom apartments, but there's, there's a minimum of five people in each place that we go. And wow. what's interesting is there's different people almost every time we go, but we do get to know, we do get to know the people that we deliver to, but uh, it just shows how many people live there. We see, you know, Robbie's ran into uh, someone at, that he went to uh, school with, and same with Kenny. Kenny goes to Costa Mesa High School, so he'll see, you know, one of his classmates 
you know, that he didn't even know that we delivered food to there because there's 10 people that live in the apartment. So it's, but, you know, we do, we do uh, greet him by first name because I, I do have a list of everybody that, that lives there and their ages. And Christmas time, we bring them toys. So there, there is a bond and a relationship that these guys get to form with the local community. So it's, it's a special, uh, special thing we do. And, and actually, we've most recently taken on kind of the responsibility of making sure our homeless bags are stocked. So these guys each Sunday will go back and make sure that we have water and, and, and all the things that we do to pack the lunches so Elsie, Elsie can give those out. And, and I, you know, um, it's just something that these guys can give back to the local community. So That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So what we're going to do is that you've got cans of soup out there and there's receptacles, right? That, that can, that can, that can right there. Bring them on up. They might not all fit. Come on up, come on up, bring them on up, come on up. And a little traveling music while we do that, please. Oh, if you forgot your can of soup, bring a dollar. Bring a dollar. If you forgot your can of soup, right, right in the pot. Oh, no, we're going to come back for a prayer. Yeah, yeah, after this. Come back for a prayer. Then come back and sit down. Come back and sit down. Yeah, both, both. Good. Come back for a prayer. Have a seat. Have a seat. Lots of... Lots of soup here. Go ahead. Lay your hands on this soup. One of the three stations. There's one all the way over there. And... Big boys and girls, put up a hand to bless him, please, for this soup, and we'll ask for God's blessing. Gracious God, we give this food out of the kindness of our hearts, out of our abundance, our abundance, oh God. We give this money to help needy people in our community. So may they go with, with our love and with your blessing and joy. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Okay, thank you, Cornell. <laughs> Uh, off to your activities, boys and girls, classes, here we go.
repeat that together. Here we go. You make all things work together for my Here we go. You make all things work together for my good. You make all things work together for my good. You still listen to the ages. Your love never changes. There may talk about love without talking about fear because the scripture says perfect love casts out all fear in the presence of perfect love there is no fear and so today we sing about that as we prepare our hearts to to hear a message on love and we center ourselves in the confident knowingness that the love of God, which is in and through and around us, casts out all fears and worries that we may be experiencing this morning about health, that we may be experiencing this morning about finances, relationships. You unravel me with melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone. For I no longer say to fear.
The proof of God's amazing love is this, that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Because of that faith in him, we dare to approach God with confidence. In faith and penitence, let us confess our sins to God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart and mind and strength. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive what we have been, help us amend what we are, and direct what we shall be, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Hear the good news. Who is in a position to condemn? Only Christ, and Christ died for us. Christ rose for us. Christ reigns in power for us. Christ prays for us. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old life has gone. The new life has begun. Know that you are forgiven and be in peace. Amen. Please rise.
Thank you, choir. Thank you, praise band. We are so blessed to have you. Our scripture on this first Sunday in February is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Let us listen for God's word to us. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. Love does not insist on its own way, it is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends, but as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part, but when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror, dimly, but then we shall see face to face. Now I know only in part, then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, and the greatest of these is love. The Word of the Lord. Let us pray. Guide us, O God, by your word and spirit, that in your light we may see light, in your truth find freedom, in your will discover your peace. Speak now, for your servants are listening. Amen. Do you remember that time in your life when you received love letters? Perhaps you still do. You were in college or far away, in service to our country maybe. You were sent love letters from a person sitting next to you this morning. Do you remember your feelings as they arrived in your mailbox or inbox? Joy, delight, anticipation, dread. Did you save them? Do you still have your favorite love letters? I got a love letter from Nancy Kettle in second grade. <laughs> I didn't save it. But God has saved one for us in today's scripture, and for many of us, it's our favorite. As we look at the words in 1 Corinthians 13, if I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love. If I have all prophetic powers, 
my clicker. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. If I have all prophetic powers, understand all mysteries and all knowledge, but do not have love. If I have all faith, all possessions to give away, even my body to be destroyed, but do not have love, I am a clanging cymbal, a noisy nothing. As we read these words, they begin to make sense to us only when we begin to reaffirm the reality that we are known by another, known by God, and that we are claimed and called by that God, and that we, you and I, people of faith, we belong to that God, and that makes all the difference. This love letter reminds us that love does not insist on its own way, even when Charles actually likes to insist on his own way. That love is not irritable, or resentful, when that non-irritable, unresentful love meets my version of love, which is sometimes grouchy and petty, that disconnect between God's expression of love and my or your expression of love is eased when we are reminded that in Christ we belong to God. The opening verses of the brief statement of faith, one of our recent affirmations in our Presbyterian book of Confessions reads, In life and in death we belong to God through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit. We trust in one triune God, the Holy One of Israel, whom we alone trust and worship. For in life and in death we belong to God. And that, I believe, takes the terror out of this text for me Because even in the face of my failing love, the ideal of God's description of love, despite my weak living, out of that love, we still belong to God in Christ. I will know, said Paul, even as I have been fully known, we belong to God. A wonderful verse in 1 Peter chapter 2, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. So what is love from 1 Corinthians 13? Well, love is three things. Paul wasn't a Presbyterian, but in good Presbyterian form, he said love is three things. First of all, love is essential. You may speak in the earthly language of people or even the heavenly language of angels, but if you do not have love in your heart or in your life, you are a noisy, incoherent nuisance. You may be a person of profound theological insight. You may be a person with faith that moves mountains. You can give extravagantly to the poor and hand over your body lock, stock, but without love in your soul, if love does not motivate all this good, it does no good. 
If I do not have love, I gain nothing, for love is essential. God has placed us on Fairview Road in Costa Mesa where hundreds of people each week spend some part of their day. The I-Lead Discovery School with 50 students and 20 staff, our AA and Al-Anon groups, our Harbor Singers, our Spanish ministry on Sunday afternoon, Casa de Afario. When we walk on this campus, we are welcoming people not only to our home, but to God's home and God's love. And sometimes people, all they want is a listening ear, a face to recognize them, and if not recognize them, appreciate them and welcome them. In our fellowship hour, what an opportunity to come over and greet people face to face in Christ. Love is kind, love is patient, love is essential. Secondly, love is practical. The language of 1 Corinthians is beautiful, isn't it? Love is patient, love is kind, love is not envious or boastful, not arrogant or rude. The writing has even rhythmic cadence, it's expressive. Arrogance even sounds arrogant, doesn't it? 1 Corinthians 13 is a favorite of people both within and outside the church, often read at weddings. But of all of Paul's writings, this is the most likely to be chosen as an anthology of great literature. We have seen these words, love is patient, inscribed in calligraphy, suitably framed in homes over mantles, and deaths as poetry to be admired. Who would have thought that this letter was first written to a church that struggled in a city that was intellectually alert, materially prosperous, and morally corrupt. In Corinth, people indulged in whatever they wanted. Corinth was a cosmopolitan seaport. There was a large floating population, if you will. Merchants and travelers would stay for a few days and then go on their way. Good place to preach the gospel. It would spread quickly. This city had a savory reputation of immorality. This Corinthian church struggled, was racked with division, pettiness, deception, idolatry. First followers of Christ endeavored to be disciples in hardly a calligraphied picture. In fact, to Corinthianize was the idiom, the polite idiom of the day for going to perdition. You can substitute your own word. When's the last time you saw in your grandmother's living room stitched over the fireplace going to perdition? That was the word Corinthianize. To this church in crisis, Paul writes, love is patient, love is kind. Love does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears, believes, hopes, endures all things. Yes, love is practical. No love, no church. No love, no good news of God's love poured out. Love is practical here at Covenant. I don't believe you people at PCC are coming to worship this morning to be entertained or even informed. We can be entertained and informed far better elsewhere. We are here to be loved, accepted as we are, who we are, where we are, 
Love is practical, not irritable, resentful, but patient and kind. Before we say or do anything, we would well ask ourselves, is what we say or do the kind thing? Friday morning we got up at what? Oh, dark 30? For teacher appreciation day over at the high school and middle school. And I don't remember what I said, but I encouraged, I think, staff to continue to be kind. Do the kind and gracious thing. Be the kind and gracious person. Say the kind and gracious word always. Love is essential. Love is practical. And finally, love is eternal. Love never ends. Paul, toward the end, will contrast, he will juxtapose the transient and the eternal, the incompleteness and the permanent, the images of partial and whole, forceful, a child, an adult, a reflection, a dim reflection in a mirror, and clarity someday face to face. Love never ends. Prophecies, doctrine, that's going to end. Tongues, heavenly language of praise, tongues will cease. Even knowledge will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke, thought, reasoned as a child. Adulthood came, and I gave up childish ways. Now we see in a mirror dimly. Someday in heaven, we'll see face to face. I've heard the illustration that life is a tapestry, and on this side of the tapestry, we just see the outer stitching, the backside. In heaven, we'll see the beautiful face side. My brother, John the Baptist, said last Friday night on the phone, when you preach to your flock, tell them that Jesus is patient, Jesus is kind, Jesus bears believes, hopes, endures all things. So I just did. How beautiful to see the faces of our dear children sitting up here Sunday by Sunday. So the gospel of God's love in Jesus Christ goes out through the choir anthem, through our congregation's praise, in the proclamation of the good news, in our prayers, through our children, in this table of grace today. From the organ or in your case, the piano prelude all the way to the benediction, we say and believe from the depths of our hearts that God was in Christ, reconciling a wayward world to a welcoming God. And now God encourages, empowers, equips us to be servants in this world in word and deed. That's the saving grace. And Paul concludes, and faith, hope, and love abide these three and the greatest of these is love. We just opened and read God's love letter to you. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the promises of our God abide forever. Amen. We come now to give our morning tithes and offerings. I will ask our ushers to please wait upon us.
Please be seated. Beloved in Christ, the Gospel tells us that on the first day of the week, Jesus Christ was raised from death, appeared to Mary Magdalene, on that same day sat at table with two disciples and was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. This is the joyful feast of the people of God. Men and women, youth and children come from east and west and north and south to gather about Christ's table. This table is for all believers, all who wish to know the presence of Christ in their hearts, to share in the community of God's people. Pray with me. You are holy, O God of majesty, and blessed is Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. In Jesus, born of Mary, your word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. He lived as one of us, knowing joy and sorrow. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, opened blind eyes, broke bread with outcasts and sinners, and proclaimed the good news of your kingdom to the poor and needy. Dying on the cross, he gave himself for the life of the world. Rising from the grave, he won for us victory over death. Seated at your right hand, he leads us to eternal life. We praise you that Christ now reigns with you in glory and will come again to make all things new. Remembering your gracious acts in Jesus Christ, we take from your creation the bread and this cup and joyfully celebrate his dying and his rising as we await the day of his coming. With thanksgiving, we offer our very selves to you to be a holy and living sacrifice dedicated to your service. Gracious God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and upon these your gifts of bread and wine, that the bread we break and the cup we bless may be the communion of the body and blood of Christ. In union with your church in heaven and on earth, we pray. O oh God, that you will, be, you will fulfill your eternal purpose in us and in all the world. Through Christ, with Christ, in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor are yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. On the night that he was betrayed, our Lord gathered with his followers. And he took bread, and after giving thanks, he broke it. And he said, take, eat, this is my body broken for you. And acting in Jesus' name, we say, take and eat and remember. Just a reminder that when the bread comes to you, you partake of it as it comes, symbolizing our individual commitment to Christ. And then as the cup comes to us, we will hold the cup and share the cup together, uh, symbolizing our community of faith. All things are now ready. Come taste and see how wonderful our Savior is.
In the same way, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he blessed the cup and he said, This is the cup of the new covenant, the new promise in my blood shed for the forgiveness of sins. And the Apostle Paul adds, As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim, you preach the Lord's death until he comes.
people of God, the blood of Christ shed for us all. All of you drink. Shall we pray? Gracious God, we have tasted the bread of life and the cup of salvation. Empower us to go into the world this week to be your faithful and uh, wonderful followers in faith. Thank you that you've given yourself to us in love. Help us to share that love abroad. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us rise and sing together our hymn of commitment, Love Divine, All Loves Excelling. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit rest and remain with each one this day, this night, in this season of Epiphany and forevermore. Amen. Amen.
This is Pastor Charles Fenson again, and we invite you at any point to come and worship with us here at Presbyterian Church of the Covenant in Costa Mesa. We trust that God has been honored by this worship service and that you have been blessed. God be with you.